0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers. There's no doubt about it, the show today is truly spectacular. If you're interested in exploring options, that can help you identify whatever might be provoking stress, anxiety, and trauma in your life. As you will soon discover, I found this interview to be particularly fascinating personally. And there's also no doubt about it. If you are interested in exploring options that are helping individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's reverse those symptoms, the place to be is the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. We'll have 18 spectacular workshops that will be presented. About half will be presented by individuals who have been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and have figured out ways to reverse those symptoms. So they'll be teaching you exactly what they did to make all of that happen. About half of the workshops will be presented by professionals from one modality or another. And those professionals will be presenting in detail the options that they have discovered are helping all of their clients reverse their own symptoms. One of those individuals who will be at the Santa Fe Summit has been a prior former uh, guest on my radio show, Ming Tong Gu. Here's a description from Ming Tong about what he's going to be offering at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe this coming February Ming Tong, tell us all about your workshop in Santa Fe.
1: Yes, I'm delighted to share with you, so I'm going to share the secret um, technology the ancient technology of Qigong, basically is to use um the mind to work with the energy directly to uh alter the functioning of the body. So nowadays we know uh, the physical function of the body is based on energy. Actually everything is made of energy. So this is ancient technology to work with the qi basically means energy. And the most effective way to uh, reconnect the mind, body and the heart. So also has a strong implication of emotional healing and from my experience it's it's so important to hear the emotional body, especially for Parkinson's patient, and, uh, and to really activate the energy of the heart and the energy of kidney. So the energy of the heart is associated with love, associated with self-acceptance, and the energy of the kidney is associated with the fear. And so to really allow the energy awakening to the natural state, can truly experience you know self-love self-acceptance not only become more relaxed but also you can really enhancing the brain function and of course to overcome fear is a huge for Parkinson's healers and so energetically to change the programming in the body so when the body trimming what is your reaction to that trimming has a profound implication, not only to your bodily experience, but the function of the body as well, and also affecting emotion at large. So these are examples and what I can share. So basically, the practice allow you to connect with the inner resources you have never connected with before. So beyond the drug, you can do something about your condition, anytime, anytime. You can do so much beyond what you know. So you have all the resources you can tap into. So Qigong, allow yourself to tap into the resources, really exploring the full potential of your healing. So come out of that, of course, you're gonna have more energy, more connection with your body and heart and mind, and more relaxed way, not only to deal with your symptoms, but really making a deeper connection of your brain and nerve system, your muscle tissue, your organs, and your arms, your legs. So how neurologically to reconnect these energetic wiring It's most important for your healing. So I'm so looking forward to share everything I know because this technology being proving so effective, not only in China, in treatment of 200,000 people just in one place, and treating all kind of injuries and also being really amazingly demonstrate the effectiveness of healing the parkinson with my students in the west so you can find out more information especially slow bianca and she will be uh, there within, uh, with us on the conf- in the conference and also more information you can find out in the chi center.com chi center.com and i would like to invite you not to wait for the conference you can start in the practice slow online offering so we're offering these classes weekly classes online and actually connecting with you slow videos slow live stream video and you can access this video afterwards so we'll guide you step by step so by the time you come into the conference you'll be more experienced I'm more ready for deeper of healing. So I'm so excited, and again, thank you, Robert, for to put this together.
0: In addition to this incredible workshop that you'll be presenting, you will also be available to provide individual sessions, private sessions. Tell everyone about that.
1: Yes, and uh, honestly, lately have not been able to give any session, and I do feel you know it's important. Uh, in this opportunity and to offer this additional service and offering individual session is basically I'm there to support you to activate the deeper energy dimension, the unconscious energy body beyond what you know, beyond the conscious mind know so I use the energy, the source energy what I have cultivated to work with the energy body In your brain, in your heart, in your organ, in your nerve system, so that shifting your energy pattern and same time guiding you to connect from your conscious mind with unconscious energy pattern programming inside of you. So this is an amazing um, uh, experience so I can help you to make a much greater change then the healing can sustain even much longer.
0: And those sessions will last about
1: 45 minutes or an hour? Yes, and usually takes about 45 minutes and will give you enough time to relax, so often about an hour.
0: How do people get in touch with you to make appointments in advance?
1: You know, as I said, Robert, unfortunately my schedule is so busy and I've been working with, you know, 1,000 people, and um, so I have ongoing teaching schedule. is really overly booked. So I'm not being able to offer any individual session. So I'm making exception to people coming to the conference. And I will do few sessions there. So whoever is called, and um, so I can support you in that uh, way.
0: Well, what a wonderful opportunity for some people. How do people get in touch with you, by email or phone?
1: Right now, uh, email so uh, you can in touch with the Chi Center, uh, Adam at so chi dot com so c h i center dot com, and they will f- and my system will forward email to me. So, meanwhile, I wish you an amazing healing, amazing blessing, and wish your heart open much greater ca- capacity, greater potential of healing. So when you tap into the energy, everything becomes not only possible, but doable. You can enjoy yourself in much, much, much greater capacity. And that's what life is about. Truly enjoy yourself. Enjoy your body. Enjoy your life. Enjoy what we can do, what we have in this life on the planet Earth ming
0: Kong, thank you so much for telling us about your workshop and this incredible opportunity that you'll be available for a limited number of private sessions at the summit. I also want you to know that it really feels every time I talk with you that I get a a personal healing myself. So I want to to thank you for that as well.
1: I know. I'm not surprised. You know, the energy working in such a profound way when we open to it. just amazing dimensions start to unfold. So when you listen to this talk, you might start to (laughs) feel a deeper energetic experience you never, you know, recognized before. So all the words, all my intention is about activating the energy beyond space-time. And as a human being, we can feel this energy in our body. And it's such a gift, such a gift.
0: I look forward to meeting you in person in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much to your work and much blessing to everything you do. (laughs) I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's
0: Recovery. When I actually recorded that brief clip that you'll also find on the Summit website, so you can listen to it over and over if you would like, I must confess, I was very surprised that Ming Tong Gu was actually going to open up the opportunity for a limited number of individuals to receive individual private sessions with him. We didn't do any biographical introduction of him, uh, so unless you have actually heard the program previously where I had him as a guest, You don't realize that it's not Mr. Ming-Tong Gu, it's Master Ming-Tong Gu. Most people, I'm pretty sure, realize that to actually get any kind of individual audience with a master, you have to go to China. Well, this, I just want to emphasize, is an incredible opportunity, again, for a limited number of individuals, if Qigong... Is a modality that you are exploring or you are interested in. If you've been practicing that and need a little extra support or help, let me encourage you now to make an appointment with him. He obviously will fill up. He's going to do, when he says a limited number, I know that's exactly his intention. Be sure to make an appointment in advance of the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in February. I realize that sounds like a long way off, but it's really not when Master Ming Gu says that he works with thousands of individuals, let me just reaffirm that's exactly right. He really does not see individuals anymore. He really only teaches individuals to become teachers. So it's a golden opportunity. And let me say again, if this is an option that you're called to explore seriously, I would encourage you to make an individual appointment to see him on a private basis at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. The the guest of the show today is also going to present a workshop at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. I want to give a brief preview of the show before we kick it off so you'll know exactly where we are going. John O'Dwyer has been seriously exploring an option for being able to identify and release stress and trauma called the Emotion Code. I've tried many, many different modalities. Many of them have been incredibly useful and helpful. I still have anxiety. I still have stress in my life. I knew nothing about the Emotion Code. John and I cooked up a show that I think you'll find to be particularly engaging today. In this show, you're first going to hear him give an explanation of what the emotion code is all about. He'll talk about himself, and then he's going to explain something about exactly how the emotion code works. And then, what we both decided is, he's going to actually do obsession with me. So you're going to hear precisely what it will be like if you decide you'd like to be able to explore the emotion cord as a vehicle for uh, allowing you to be able to get relief from whatever anxiety, stress, and trauma you might be currently be holding. So let me now first Play the first segment of this pre recorded fascinating discussion with John O'Dwyer, again, one of the 18 presenters of workshops at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. My guest today is John O'Dwyer, who will be one of the workshop presenters at the Santa Fe Parkinson's Recovery Summit. John, thanks so much for being with us on the show today.
2: Well, Robert. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, basically, um, my situation is I um, had a situation where back uh, when I was about 19 years old, my father died. And uh, after that, I had uh, a number of decades of back problems and uh, got interested in health. And uh, about 40, over 40 years ago, I decided to take a few food supplements, and I was playing some sports, and all of a sudden I had more energy and uh, decided to uh, become a health nut at that time. And I've been researching health and reading books and going to see doctors talk and and a variety of things over the last number of decades. Uh, About 10 years ago, I uh, had a large hemorrhage polyp on my vocal cords. Uh, Doctors recommended drugs or surgery. Uh, I chose neither. I figured it wasn't caused by either one of the lack of either one of those things. So I learned about making my body more alkaline, and this hemorrhage polyp started shrinking quickly. And uh, that's how I got interested in acidity and alkalinity. Then later on, I found out that the thing that makes you the most acidic internally is stress. And I became interested in some methods of uh, getting rid of stress. First, I I got involved with a thing called EFT, and then... uh, within the last uh, year I've been involved with something called the emotion code which is very specific and uh, targeted so anyway that's a little bit about me I'm uh, retired and I'm 68 years old and uh, my passion is health and helping people to uh, you know get better health and uh, and that type of thing
0: most listeners
2: are well aware that Stress in their lives has a
0: profound and direct impact on their symptoms. I just heard you say that you've also been able to acknowledge that, too, in your work. But better yet, you've got an approach that people can learn more about that actually helps them release all of that stress and trauma called the emotion code. Tell people about what the emotion code is all about.
2: Well, first of all, uh, let me go back a little tiny bit. Uh, we all know what stress is and trauma. You know, somebody does something to us. We're frustrated. We're angry. We're upset. Uh, you know, or we have a situation where we're we have terror or or various things. I know that better than anyone because I went through Hurricane Katrina. I lost one wall of my four wall house and uh, and. Uh, so that, uh, all of those things cause various uh, emotions in us, and the problem is, is if we process them normally and we don't get a manual on how to do this, then they're no problem, you know, that we process them and, and they disappear. a lot. Sometimes, so, however, they don't disappear, and they stay with us. And uh, something that uh, might have affected us uh, 30 years ago might be causing an elbow problem today, or maybe causing some kind of, or contributing at least to some kind of physical uh, illness. Uh, a chiropractor by the name of Dr. Bradley Nelson, uh, I believe it was sometime in the last uh, 12, 15 years, started, uh, he figured out how to, a method of identifying particular emotions that were related to a particular problem. It's very specific. And uh, so his method allows you to uh, identify a problem, or 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 what he calls a trapped emotion, one of these emotions that got stuck in the body. He came up with a method of being able to identify them using uh, muscle testing, which I can talk about more a little bit later, uh, a method of um, querying the subconscious mind. And when you identify one of these trapped emotions, it can be released with something as simple as using your intention uh, along with a common, even a common refrigerator magnet. Now, he's done this with probably thousands of people, and that particular emotion, you know, you might have been angry five times, but that one time that was related to a particular issue, once that's released, he says that he has never had a trapped emotion once released ever return. So that's pretty interesting. And uh, there are, uh, so basically his, his method involves identifying these emotions that are stuck in the body, that are negatively influencing the cells of the body, uh, all of the different parts of the body. They suppress the immune system. And they do a lot of things that are uh, just, if nothing else, causes to be uneasy in life. And uh, we call that disease. The uh, uh, I know from another source that the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta say that 90% of his health issues are tied to stress. And Dr. Bradley believes that that uh, these stresses are responsible for at least 50% of all physical pain. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can remove uh, just a few of these trapped emotions, and your stress levels go down. Incredibly, uh, Doctor Bradley says he's had hundreds of cases where, you know, he's released one trapped emotion and all pain, physical pain, immediately left the body. One of the things that uh, uh, this is uh, involved is is a thing called muscle testing, and this is something that's nothing new. It's been around since the uh, roughly the uh, probably uh, r- roughly 50 years. It's a method of uh, tying into to the uh, to the body's uh, you might say uh subconscious knowledge system. Uh for example, if uh if you're under stress, uh if my name is John and I say my name is Robert, every single muscle in my body will get slightly weaker. And this is the principle of the lie detector test. And this is used this uh if I say my name is John, which it is then my muscles will, will be at their normal strength. This is nothing new, this muscle testing. There are probably uh, 20 plus ways to do it on yourself or on others. And some people like one method or another. And in the book, The Emotion Code, written by Dr. Bradley Nelson, he does mention a number of these ways. Uh, it does take a bit of uh, of learning to learn how to do this on yourself, but it is possible and uh, you can always go to a a practitioner uh, on his website uh, and uh, find someone uh, uh, there also. But anyway, uh, the the essence of the emotion code is it's a method of quickly picking an issue that's causing you some kind of uh, pain or distress, identifying the next emotion that your body is ready to release with regard to that, intending to release it and using a a magnet and that magnifies the intention and when all is said and done that emotion is gone forever i'll I'll give you an example of how things in the past might affect us they might even if we have these trapped emotions in ourselves uh, they might even be problems for our children just like uh you know, uh, red hair jeans and that type of thing, they can be passed on to our descendants. Some may get them, some may not. I had a person recently who came to my house, an ex-army person, uh, tough guy, uh, doesn't like to indicate he has any pain. His shoulder pain was about 9 on a scale of 10, where 10 is the worst pain. He thought he might have to have shoulder surgery, and he, um, you know, just... Uh, you know, it was getting more and more painful each day. And uh, we did a session. Uh, it took less than an hour. And during that session, there were eight trapped emotions. Four were from inherited from ancestors, and another four all occurred when he was in the womb, before he was even born. So he couldn't have really known about any of these. Turns out his um, father had left his mother when she was pregnant and all these trapped emotions or some of them were uh, taken on by him so when these nine, eight trapped emotions were released his pain level dropped from nine to three which you know we both thought was was wonderful and then uh he stayed at my house for about another half an hour and at that point his pain level was zero uh, he went to physical therapy. He could do every single exercise they asked him to do with his shoulders uh, without pain, and weeks later he was still pain-free. So that's some. That's a, a, a more vivid example of how sometimes uh, things that we don't really even remember can affect us today. And I think I'll turn this back over to you, Robert.
0: You mentioned a book called The Emotion Code. How can people acquire that book and learn more about
2: this? Well, this book is sold at every uh, bookstore there is. Uh, I will also, uh, I don't have the website, but uh, on the internet, uh, the, the name of the book is The Emotion Code, and the, doc, and the subtitle is How to Release Your Trapped Emotions for Abundant Health, Love, and Happiness. And the author is Dr. Bradley Nelson. Now that book is available. Uh, I'm looking at the back cover. Uh, it says 1995. I'm sure you can probably get it cheaper on a, a variety of websites. Uh, it's also available on the internet from from several sites as a PDF um, book that is free of charge. And uh, can I don't have the sites, but you can do a Google search on that and find them. And uh, that PDF file is um, is. Fairly large, about four and a half megabytes, but it has the whole book in it, and uh, it's not printable. And uh, but other than that, it can be read, uh, and it's a uh, an excellent resource.
0: I did serve in the military as a Navy officer, though I wouldn't really describe myself as a tough kind of a guy. I have to report to you, though, John, that I really only began to deal with emotional issues in my life in my mid-50s, so it was quite a while before I really stopped to be able to say, I think I might have some stuck or trapped stuff inside the cells of my body. sounds like you've been dealing with these emotional kinds of things throughout your entire life
2: well i didn't know it in fact i used to uh i had three girls and they girls tend to be more emotional than boys and um i didn't we didn't have any boys and when they would start talking about some kind of thing involving emotions uh i would just go to another room or or you know not watch that television show or whatever it was because i could not stand to really have anything to do with that and uh, a couple of years before uh, Hurricane Katrina, which had been around, uh, you know, eight nine years ago, ten years ago, I I learned about um, EFT, which is another method of doing some things with emotions, and I learned a lot about emotions at that time. And uh, and little by little by little, I guess I just kind of felt over time that maybe God wanted me to, you know look at emotional problems that other people had and see if I could help them in some way, shape, or form, and also, you know, help myself. I had a boss at work one time who was very, very um, uh, emotional. She was going through a divorce. She had lots of problems. We had a lot of uh, bad vibrations between us, and at some point I just decided that the answer was just love, you know, just treat her well, and, uh, you know, and I did this EFT on myself. Uh, This is before I knew about the emotion code, and, you know, within a week or two, uh, we ended up uh, eventually good friends. So emotions uh, drag us down. I Through this muscle testing, I found out that my many years of back problems were due to my father's death. He died at age uh, 58, which I thought was young. I'm now 68, and uh, I ended up with uh, decades of back problems, as a result of that, that, and um, so anyway, so stress will do more to hurt the body than almost anything there is. So anything we can do, to, now it's, they're not the only reasons. I mean, many other things causes uh, uh, this. Just to mention it, this Dr. Bradley Nelson has another program. I'm not involved with it. I may be. Uh, it's called the Body Code, and trapped emotions are really the a key thing. But there are other things that affect health as we all know, things like toxins and nutritional deficiencies and uh, misalignments in the body and heavy metals, et cetera, et cetera. So it's taken me a while, but for the last roughly 10 years, I've been quite involved with trying to learn about uh, how uh, emotions affect the body and and help, uh, not help, but hurt us in in terms of... uh, Causing us additional stress that that lead to uh, you know illness and, and disease, according to the Centers for Disease and Control in Atlanta.
0: John O'Dier and myself decided that one interesting facet that we might introduce to people would be a demonstration of how a session actually happens. So he's going to actually help me with an issue in my own life that we're going to initiate after this short station break. So stay tuned. You're about to hear a rather fascinating exchange that that I want to also say was not rehearsed. This is a live exchange of a session that will be an example of exactly what you might be able to take advantage of from John O'Dwyer, either long distance, over the phone, or at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. We'll be right back with John O'Dwyer after this short station break. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, from Parkinson's Recovery. My guest today is John O'Dwyer. I have received a plethora of phone calls and inquiries and emails that all hinge on the very same issue. What is the best diet for me? What should be the nutrition that I need to be attentive to? One of the guests on my radio show this past year has been Dr. Larry Wilson, who talked about nutritional balancing. One of his associates, Christian Harper, will actually be at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit helping people to do diagnostics to assess what might be the best nutritional regimen for them. I'm going to now play a very short clip from Kristen Harper, who will talk about exactly what she will be doing for people with her workshop and also as private offerings. Kristen, tell us all about your workshop at the Santa Fe Summit.
3: Hello, my name is Kristen Harper. I am a nutritional consultant, and I work under the direction of Dr. Lawrence Wilson. He's been doing nutritional balancing science work for over 30 years. I'm looking forward to this workshop we are going to discuss during the workshop nutritional balancing science and what nutritional balancing science includes is hair analysis interpretation so basically what our clients do is they mail us their hair samples we mail those down to a laboratory in phoenix called analytical research labs and then once those tests come to us we interpret the hair test and basically hair tests um, have 21 nutritive and toxic minerals And we interpret the test, and we come up with a nutritional balancing program for our clients, which include a specific diet that one must follow. There's supplement recommendations um, to balance body chemistry. Um, Another recommendation is detoxification. Um, Some of our detoxification protocols are coffee enemas and um, near-infrared light saunas and lifestyle recommendations, and then also there's a meditation exercise that we recommend. Um, So the first part, we're going to talk about nutritional balancing science. Um, Part two, we're going to break it down into why nutritional balancing is different from drug medicine and also holistic therapies. Um, Our program doesn't focus on health ailments or um, remedies Overall, our program focuses on balancing body chemistry, and what we do is our program increases the body's vitality and balances the minerals on a hair test. Part three is very exciting. I'm going to talk about what we find on hair tests with those that have Parkinson's. Uh, what we find normally is that those with Parkinson's have uh, lead and manganese, Poisoning. And this is very common. So we're going to talk about how nutritional balancing program will remove these toxic metals from the body safely and naturally.
0: What exactly will you, will you be offering to individuals then at this summit, Kristen?
3: Yes, it's really exciting. We're going to set up a table there at the summit. We'll be there for um, the first three days and we will provide free consultations. So if anyone wants to come up, if they have any questions or would like to learn more about nutritional balancing, you can come up to the table. We will provide free consultations, um, answer any questions you may have. And also, um, we will be assisting with cutting um, your hair. So if anyone's interested in uh, sending their hair to the laboratory that we work with, we can assist with um, cutting hair samples.
0: How do people get in touch with you in advance?
3: Okay, basically, um, they can either contact me via phone call at my phone number is 928 606 3984. They can also go to my website at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. And also, what I recommend is if they can go to Dr. Lawrence Wilson's website, he has many articles on there that are. Um, very informative that talk about nutritional balancing in um in depth his website is www.drlwilson.com
0: I look forward to seeing you in Santa Fe in February. I'm so
3: excited. I can't wait.
0: I have an unsolicited recommendation for those of you who might be called to explore nutritional balancing as an option further. You can obviously wait if you're coming to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit to learn more about it at the workshop, and if you decide to pursue it to the next step, you can actually get Kristen's help to do a hair sample and then send it off to the lab. An alternative option that I'd like to suggest that you consider, again, if you're called to pursue this option, would be to do the sending in of the hair sample right now. In other words, go ahead and sign up to get this particular assessment done now through Kristen when you're then at the summit you can have a consultation with her where you can get all of your questions answered about what that diagnostic actually revealed and what they are recommending you should do from a dietary perspective. So she can give you that nutritional consultation in detail. You're not going to be able to go to the summit and get that information because it has to be sent off to a lab. There's an analysis. And Dr. Wilson is also involved. Let me also underscore, having had a, an extensive discussion and interview with Dr. Wilson, his website is Magnificent. There's a wealth of information there. So even if you decide not to pursue his nutritional balancing program, even if, you decide you don't want to come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit for whatever reason, be sure to visit the website because I think you'll find there's just an incredible amount of information that you can't help but find to be useful. And now, let's return to this quite fascinating discussion with my guest today, John O'Dwyer. So, John O'Dwyer, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the emotion code before we actually do a demonstration of a live session?
2: Well, Robert, there's one thing I'd like to mention. Uh, we've talked about trapped emotions. That's Dr. Bradley's term for stuck emotions. Other people have similar terms. Uh, he also found out that some people, uh, in fact many people, about 93% of people, which I, I assume would include most adults and probably a uh, lesser, very small number of children, have what's called a heart wall. He discovered that many people have what's called a heart wall. It's a protective wall around your heart. Let's suppose at one time you had somebody that, for example, let's say you had a teacher that said, you know, you'll never amount to anything, and uh, and you kept hearing that over and over and over. Uh, at some point, you didn't really want to deal with that anymore, so you formed this wall made up of trapped emotions around your heart. Maybe not literally, but somehow this happens. So for some people, uh, uh, it turns out that some of their biggest problems are related to this heart wall and uh typically there are your subconscious mind makes them out of various materials it could be uh, violets or it could be steel or it could be wood or any kind of a material um and this is all kind of a product of uh, your subconscious mind sort of like a dream there are also certain sizes so because of the uh, the size of them and that type of thing uh, some of them uh can be uh mine was cleared in about uh two months by a practitioner that I paid to do that uh, I think my wife's took uh i I, did, I say two months two sessions my wife's took uh four sessions typically they take somewhere between about three or four or five sessions and each time you end up releasing various trapped emotions that make up this heart wall, and when that's done ba- many people get to a point where Basically, their uh, their whole life is a lot better. Uh, it's also possible to have more than uh, one heart wall. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention is that everything I've said about humans applies to animals. Animals can have heart walls. Animals can have trapped emotions. Uh, if you get a dog from a, uh, like a rescued dog, something like that, sometimes they've had some severe... Trauma in their lives, and the uh, the uh, in the book he mentioned the uh, Dr. Bradley mentions uh, a horse that was not acting normally, and then through muscle testing, the owner, uh, as a surrogate for the horse, uh, he found out that this horse had um, uh, had something traumatic happen to him. He couldn't figure out what it was, and uh, you know, did a human do something? You know, did an animal? Yes, and eventually he figured out that it had something to do with a bird. And the owner said, oh, I remember, this. one day, this, about a week ago, this bird just fell out of the sky and died right in front of the horse. And that traumatized the horse. They, they cleared the trapped emotion from the horse, and within a few days the horse was normal again. So anyway, those are the couple things I think I had left out.
0: Well, this is fascinating, John O'Dwyer. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. My host today is John O'Dwyer, who is explaining to us everything we need to know about the emotion code. What we're going to do now is to switch gears totally and basically engage a session directly with John. So what I want to do is just pretend as though I've made an appointment with John, as actually I have. And we're going to ring the phone, call him up, and then we're going to just start a personal session that I'm going to have with John about issues that are up for me. So we're going to switch gears. This is going to now switch from being purely informational about the information code to doing a demonstration of what you might similarly experience if you connect up with him either over the phone or in a personal session at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico in February of next year. So here we go. I'm calling up John now ding ling 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 Hello, is this John?
2: Hello, Robert, this is John
0: Hi, so well, thanks for uh taking the opportunity to put out some time to work with me today. so how do we get started
2: well i I'm going to mention one thing real quickly. basically, what I'm going to do is uh uh ask you some questions and uh What we're basically doing is I have a a list here of 60 emotions. There are actually many more than that, but all of the the ones uh, that there are fall into one of these 60 categories. So if your body is ready to release a a trapped emotion related to a particular issue, uh, it will be identified, and then that's the one that will be released. But basically what I'm going to be doing today is I'll be leading you through what we call an emotion code session. This method uses muscle testing to identify and release trapped emotions. Muscle testing helps us to link to our mind-body consciousness, which can also be, caused sub- can also be caused, called our subconscious inner wisdom. Trapped emotions are made of energy, as is everything in this universe, and those trapped emotions are created from a negative emotion that somehow got stuck in our body. Releasing these trapped emotions can often help us lead a healthier and happier life. However, this emotion code method is not designed to cure or treat disease or mental illness, and it is not intended to take the place of your doctor or any treatment that you're uh, receiving. Uh, Do I have your permission to proceed? Yes, yes, please.
0: I'm ready to release anything that's trapped, John. Let's go for it. All
2: right, and... uh, Uh, It may be on some of these things It may be that we'll end up um, uh, If if something happens within your own lifetime Not within the womb uh, Basically uh, there will be a a chance Where I can uh, try to determine the age uh, And uh, so how how old are you now, Robert?
0: I am 65
2: 65 And uh, what I need to do first Is this could be done on as, as you know on on pretty much anything that involves uh something that's not right in the body, whether it be physical pain uh, emotional pain uh phobias, fears, a variety of different things and I guess what you need to do is to tell me what you would like to do this on. Is there a particular issue that you that comes to mind?
0: I have thought about that son, John, and I think an issue for me that's plagued me my entire life has been anxiety over the fact that alcoholism has been rampant in my family's system. It seems to always be in my face, and it really does create stress and anxiety off and on. It seems as though it's been there since I was born. My father was an alcoholic. The last five years of his life, he spent basically in diapers. My brother's wife died of alcoholism at the age of 52. His daughter now is looks like is following the same path as the mother, and it looks like she just lost 60 pounds she's uh only drinking now and not even eating and it looks like she's going to basically wind up in the same place as her mom. Alcoholism is in terms of my family system has just been rampant. So it it's it's a situation that creates anxiety for me now although I don't live near my niece it 's very much present in my consciousness every day, so alcoholism is big in my family and creates a lot of anxiety
2: I think that's an excellent uh, excellent topic uh in, in my own case uh i uh, basically really have never uh really never had alcohol because I had an uncle who was um, an alcoholic and I, I really didn't even know him uh until I was uh, much much later in life when he no longer was an alcoholic and that influenced me to the point where I didn't want to have anything to do with alcohol whereas in cases of other people it may actually uh, you know put them in the other direction so that's a great topic Uh, a lot of people I think are affected by this or by something related you know might be drugs might be alcoholism might be gambling but some some kind of addictive uh, behavior
0: and same thing happened to me John The reality is, when I saw my father in diapers, he was always an incredibly competent, smart, able individual, a professional, a patent lawyer. All of a sudden, I'm looking at my father, and he's in diapers, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not doing (laughs) this. I'm sorry. This is not how I'm going to wind up. So it's been now about 20 years since I've ever taken any drink at all, and that was an influence in my life as well. Sounds like you had a similar experience.
2: Right. And uh the next thing I need to do and this is uh this is subjective but uh obviously uh there's some uh for want of a better word, severity level or anxiety level and what we do is we use a scale of uh zero to ten. Zero means there's no stress, uh, uh no uh, no pain the physical or mental or anything else. Uh ten means it's the worst it can be. So what I need you to do is, and this is subjective, just to try to take a guess at what your uh, anxiety level is um, um, right now, as as opposed to, and if you have to think about it, uh, that's okay, but it really doesn't matter if it was a lot more, you know, three years ago, it's really uh, your current condition.
0: I would say in the present, it's probably 4.5, a little less than halfway mark. It really fluctuates widely. So if I'm going to get a call from my brother here in the next week or so and he's going to say she's in the hospital, that number is going to go up to 7 or 8. Or if he says she's much better, that number will go down. So it's really a function of the news that I hear about the people in my family that I know are alcoholics. But right now it's about 4.5.
2: Well, I can tell you're a mathematical person because very few people give me 4.5. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. When well, most I w- people say 4 to 5. Oh, uh, no. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it, most people don't know this, but when I was in my academic position as a professor, my work was all dominated by quantitative methods. So I was very, if you look at any of my published articles, there are many, they're all very, very quantitative, so I guess you're
2: right. I guess I can I, kind of relate to you. One past area of my life, I was a junior high math teacher, and I have an advanced degree in mathematics, uh, which I try to stay away from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm doing, too. We're both in the same
2: boat, it sounds like. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to make an energetic connection with you so I can do the muscle testing on you over the telephone. Great. Now, uh, for people that are uh, uh, looking at, the, uh, you know, that would would buy this book and are able to, let's say, do it on themselves, uh, and it may be difficult with somebody with uh Let's say uh, a Parkinson's or tremors to do, but uh, but some people can. But uh, there are ways in the book of, of uh, things are explained. And there's a flowchart in there, and basically I kind of go by the flowchart. And the first question, and and I'm asking you, you don't you're not answering, but I'm, I'm asking this of your uh, is whether or not you have a trapped emotion we can release now with regard to this issue. And if the answer is no. Your answer was yes, but if the answer is no, that means uh, one of two things. Either there are no trapped emotions connected with that or your body's not ready to release any right now for whatever reason. It might be tomorrow or it might be next week. Uh, And in a few cases, I add the word hidden. If nothing comes up, I'll add are there any hidden ones because a certain percentage of them are hidden for whatever reason. Once you've identified a hidden one, it's no longer (laughs) hidden, and then you can deal with it. Uh, now what I have to do is... Well, well let, let
0: me stop, John. Okay, so you just figured that out. How in the world did you do that? I know that's right, but how did you figure that out?
2: Uh, how did I figure out what?
0: The fact that I do have this trapped emotion.
2: I ask... Uh, I'm, uh, I have this energetic connection to you right now. Uh, basically, when I muscle... When you're muscle testing uh, yourself, and you say... Uh, in my case, if I say, my name is John, I will test strong. And if My wife's name is Dorothy. If I say my name is Dorothy, I will test weak. And uh, if I want to connect to anyone else with their permission, obviously, uh, then if I say right now my name is John, I'm weak. If I say my name is Robert, I'm strong. In other words, uh, I have uh, basically made a, you might say, a a telepathic. Type of connection to you.
0: So you're doing muscle testing on me because you energetically connected with me. Yes. That sounds awesome. Okay, and, I'm ready uh, for the next step. <laughs> all
2: right. So, the, the and, 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 uh, and what I did now that I'm you, so to speak, the first question was, uh, and I'm just reading this so I, I get it right, it, it, the first question was, do you have a trapped emotion we can release now? And the answer was yes. Now what I do is I have a sheet of paper, and this is in the book. Uh, it lists uh, 60 emotions. They're in uh, two columns, so column A has 30, column B has 30, and uh, there are even rows and odd rows. There are six rows, so uh, six times five is 30. There are six rows, five in each row, and two columns. And basically, very quickly, we we will ask... Uh, uh, is it in column a or column b and right away that eliminates half of the trapped emotions Uh, it'd be very time consuming to to ask each one of the 60. (laughs) Uh, so you pin it down to a a column and then you pin it down usually ask if it's in an even row or an odd row so once i've eliminated the uh, one column i've got it down to 30 trapped emotions if i eliminate either the even or the odd rows now we've eliminated half of those now we're down to 15 and then i will check let's say it's an even row Then is it in row two or row four or row six and then we've got it down to five emotions and at that point i will determine whether it's personal or whether it's inherited and uh and the reason that we do, i like to do that is usually when it's inherited sometimes none of the emotions may really show up It's it's kind of a you get kind of crazy results, and then you can go back and ask if it's, I usually just ask first. And then you're down to one emotion of these five. I usually say it in the first, you can do one at a time, like anxiety, despair, disgust, nervousness, or worry, that's in one of the boxes. Or you can simply, uh, sometimes I say, is it in the first two or the last three, and then I come up with the one. But the idea is very quickly you can identify one of 60 emotions that's the number one motion related to a problem that your body is ready to get rid of uh, at this point in time. And then after that, there may or may not be any more. I've had a couple times where I've only, myself and I, only had maybe one or maybe two. Sometimes you can get 8, 10, 12, 15. So let me figure out which one it is. I'll, I'll ask the questions out loud so you can hear what I'm saying, Uh, is it in column A or column B? and it's in column B, is it an even row or an odd row, it's in an odd row is it in row one, row three, row five, it's in row three and now I've got it, I've narrowed this thing down to uh, a uh, and I've got a little square that fits over these five things so I don't get distracted and uh, I'm looking at column B, row three, and there are five emotions there, and I will say it. And the first one that comes up, and by the way... uh, And,
0: and John, here's what I'm going to do before we find out what that is, because I can't wait to discover we're going to take a short station break. We'll be right back with John Dyer after this short station break. I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. There have been over 95,000 listening connections to Parkinson's Recovery radio. One of the more frequently heard programs was by acupuncturist Peter Doyle from the Big Apple, New York City. Peter Doyle is going to be one of the presenters of workshops at the Santa Fe Summit in New Mexico in February. And he'll be talking about his specialty, which is Chinese scalp acupuncture which he has discovered helps people who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's immeasurably. Here's a brief discussion from Peter Doyle about the workshop that he will be presenting in Santa Fe. Pete, tell us all about your Santa Fe workshop.
4: Well, I will be presenting scalp acupuncture for Parkinson's disorders, and scalp acupuncture is a relatively new modality that's employed for acute and chronic central nervous system disorders. It includes treatments for stroke, TBI, Parkinson's, and other movement disorders. Just to give a little history about how it dates back to 2500 B.C., the system practiced currently has only been in use for the last 60 years. Its mechanism acts via a reflex somatotropic system for the central nervous system, and that system overlays the cranium, which communicates with the body via the endocrine and nervous system. I'm a qualified scalp acupuncturist who will be talking about this and demonstrating it. Uh, the scalp acupuncture stimulates cortical areas of the brain, governing motor activity, sensory input, vision, speech, hearing, and balance. While I stimulate the areas, an assistant or patient will utilize the infected area, and these actions retrain the brain and body. The clinical studies and research confirm my own clinical experience indicating its effectiveness. The results include increased motor function, decreased tremor, maximization, of sensory utilization reduce spasticity, reduction of aphasia and dysphagia, better overall rehab, trauma support and other beneficial systemic effects, there's additional indicators that appropriate treatment can also help with cognitive function. Whether this outcome is dramatic or subtle depends on a variety of factors, including the severity of the condition, timing and frequency of treatment, intervention, clinical expertise and modality integration.
0: How do people get in touch with you in advance?
4: You can reach me either through my office line, 917-836-6834, by my email, which is PeteDoyle at SheGardener.com, P-E-T-E-D-O-Y-L-E at Q-I-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R.com. And I'm in New York City at 900 Broadway Suite 404.
0: Peter Doyle, I look forward to connecting with you in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. Thanks so much. Now we return to my guest, John O'Dwyer, who's about to reveal the first stuck and trapped emotion that I need to release. John Dwyer, everybody has been waiting in the tip of their seats, especially me, to find out what is this one trapped emotion we need to now focus on.
2: Well, I'll tell you in a second, but I want to say that the the emotion, uh, a lot of times the emotion is something that you wouldn't even consider related to the problem it may be a, it may be something that seems real obvious it may not be but this emotion is stubbornness
0: ah that's great okay that sounds good
2: and this is a uh, personal emotion and uh, what i'm going to do now is i'm going to uh be like say some of these are what we call prenatal uh they occur when you're in the womb usually they come from the mother's emotions But they can come from the father or someone else that's close by. In other words, emotions or energy, you can pick up the energy from those people around you and and very often, or sometimes we do. So let me see, uh, and I've got that this is prenatal, and normally what we do on that, that was when you were in the womb, uh, whether or not it was, you know, usually we decide whether it's first, second, or third trimester. And this one was second trimester, and it is prenatal. Uh, and uh, sometimes when I'm doing this with people, and and, and uh, I'm probably an expert on this because my mother was in labor for 30 hours, so I picked up every trapped emotion I think she had. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I found that a, a, a large number of mine were prenatal, uh, maybe because of that. Um uh, you may or may not, re- you know. Sometimes somebody will remember that their mother told them that, that like in the case of this one individual I mentioned, where uh, somebody had, uh, you know, uh, father had left the mother in the middle of the pregnancy, or something real unusual. But a lot of times it was, it may just be some uh, day-to-day thing that, uh, you know, uh, that you inherited. And uh, and I and I've got that uh, I just tested that this was your uh, mother's emotion. Basically, what we want to do now, with your permission, I will release this trapped emotion.
0: That sounds good to me, John. Go for it.
2: And uh, uh, basically, you can release a trapped emotion, and and you can help me, too. But basically, we both intend that this emotion disappear. And uh, I will uh, rub a magnet uh, over uh roughly over my head and down my back a little ways. And what that's doing is it's um, magnifying the intention. Intention itself will work, but this magnifies it, makes it a little easier. And normally we do this three times if it's a personal uh, uh, trapped emotion. If it's inherited, I guess they're a little stronger. And normally we do that about 10 times. So right now, um, let's uh, intend to release this trapped emotion. And then what I did is I tested you to see if that had been released, and it had been. Oh, yeah,
0: oh, John I'm eternally grateful. My God, that's now, been there forever.
2: There may be, like I said, there may be any number of these related to this particular thing, but uh, what we'll do now is we'll ask, uh, you know, is there another trapped emotion we can release now with regard to this? And the answer is yes. Uh, At some point, your body will say no, and then I will ask that other question, uh, is there a hidden trapped emotion, and a lot of times you'll get some hidden ones, but, uh, but at some point your body will say no, and the hidden ones no. At that point, that means either that's all you have related to that issue, or... That's all that your body is willing to release today because it's only willing to give up so much so fast because I guess it is a, a thing you know I'll, I'll go over this later where your body has to do some adjusting after all this. So let's go on to the next one. All right, I've uh, figured out that this is in uh, is in row square that's B4, uh, and uh, let's see what this one is. is this one is inherited, and by the way on uh most uh most of these emotions kinda you kind of know what they mean you know if I say anger, most people know what that means uh but if I say something and this is not the one uh yours is taken for granted, but if I were to pick uh Something like betrayal, for example, sometimes the meaning is not crystal clear, so uh, on on his website uh, and I could help anybody that wants to contact me or whatever, but uh, he has definitions of each of these because sometimes you take something like betrayal well, the first thing I would think about is you know somebody betrayed me or I betrayed somebody, but maybe it 's I betrayed myself, so there are different uh, slight different meanings to some of these, some things are kind of uh, can either be physical or uh, metaphorical or whatever. So, uh, on any of these things, uh, you know, I have written uh, definitions. And if I'm doing this with somebody, they say, you know, I don't really know what frustration is, which they probably do, I can read them a definition. But this one is taken for granted, it's inherited. And what I can do now is, and I'm doing this, I'll determine uh, where it came from. I've determined that this came from your mother's father's mother. Uh, Typically, they go back one or two generations. Uh, I've I've had some done on me. When it was done on me, there was a couple that went back seven generations. Uh, Typically, it's parents or grandparents, people that you're, you know, more uh, closer to you. And let me ask the other question. Uh, We haven't come into this yet, but sometimes you'll have one or more, usually one or two or or three other ones that might be tied together in some way where your body doesn't want to let go of one without letting go of the associated one. And uh, so when I ask this question, is there anything more we need to know about this emotion, I get a no. But if I got a yes, then it might very well mean that there's another emotion that's uh, tied to it at the hip so to speak and your body wants to get rid of both of them so uh, I've uh, asked the question do we need to know more about this emotion and uh, and can we release it and uh, are you ready to release this trapped emotion?
0: I am and just to clarify this source is my grandfather in other words my mother's father's mother and it was she who was taken for granted? Do I understand that correctly? Uh,
2: Sometimes, yes. Uh, yes. That, that's where it, it was originally trapped in some human's body. In other words, uh, for whatever reason, that emotion was not processed correctly, and we don't get a manual when we're born on how to do that. But some, some sometime in her lifetime, uh, and not before her, but sometime in her lifetime, she was in a situation where, This this emotion of, quote, taken for granted, uh, was uh, trapped in her body and passed on to uh, descendants. And just because uh, uh, I'm going to read the definition of this, it feels treated with careless indifference, not given thanks, or for something accomplished similar or ignored. So basically when we're not treated the way we think we should be treated.
4: Well,
0: that's really fascinating to me. I don't know a whole lot about her I do know that she was married to a man who was a preacher who apparently rode from town to town and did his preaching. So it uh, makes sense that she might have felt as though she was taken for granted because I think she accompanied him on all of those trips. The other interesting uh, nuance for me is the grandfather you're referring to was a serious alcoholic. He basically drank his entire life. He divorced from my grandmother uh, when he was about 30 or so. He married four other times. And in each case, he married a wonderful woman, but that woman, as it turns out, divorced him because they just could not tolerate the drinking. He died at a relatively early age, at about the age of 55 uh married to a woman who was able to tolerate his drinking, so it's interesting that that's been the issue that's been in my life now ever since I was born, and you've targeted him and his mother as being
2: a source right and i was he he may have i mean it, it may be that he's uh, at least part of his problem may have come from his mother
0: that's what's pretty obvious yes
2: well yes. I mean either either um you know either in terms of uh something inherited or just by being around somebody who you know maybe had a problem or whatever right let me uh let let's uh let's release that now great and this is inherited so i'll be uh i'll be doing this about ten times rather than three and I'll do that now and you can just uh along with me uh just think about intending to release this. I'm finished, and I've checked that this has been released. Um, the hardest thing for me is counting to ten. <laughs> right, John. I, this is mean? so exciting! I just want you to know it's like it's gone. All right. Now, the uh, uh, what? I'm, I, my next question is: uh, I, I've already asked, did we release this? Yes. Do we need? Uh, do you have a, a, another trapped emotion uh, related to this anxiety over your uh, family alcoholism? Uh, and the answer is yes. Is it in column A, column B? And Let me just uh, figure out what...
0: So for those of you who have just tuned in, John is now going through the elimination of all of those possible emotions to determine which one we need to focus on next. Uh,
2: you, you can think of this uh, as like an onion. In other words, as you peel an onion you start at the outside and work your way in and uh, your body knows, your subconscious mind through muscle testing, it knows which one is most ready to get rid of. And um, and you just keep going until you've got rid of all the ones that there are or all the ones that your body is willing to get rid of. Sometimes it's not willing right away because it is a little bit of stress on the system in the short run to get rid of things. Your body has to, these, these trapped emotions actually physically... Distort well, physically, that may not be the right word, but they distort your body's energy field. So as they're released, uh, they, your, your energy field will readjust to that. And uh, kind of interesting. All right, so let me uh, figure out what the next one is. And this one is inherited also. And this one is the trapped emotion of self-abuse. And... Uh, I'm going to read that definition because this is one that has a lot of different meanings. It's abusing the self emotionally, including negative self-talk such as I'm an idiot, such an idiot, blaming the self, abusing the self physically, involves mistreating the body by use of addictive substances, to not care for the body by lack of sleep, proper diet or nutrition, to work beyond what one can or should endure, to punish the or tax uh, oneself excessively this abuse may help atone for quote sins real or imagined and it usually is driven by anger illness can be forms of self abuse such as I don't deserve to be healed so there's quite a few aspects of that one trapped emotion and now what I'll do is I'll determine where that came from and I've got that this comes from your mother's Mother, yeah,
0: that's interesting,
2: and uh, I also just asked if do we need to know anything more about this? I get a no can we release it? Yes, are you ready to release this?
1: yeah all
2: right well let me do that now and, uh, all right, I've got that that has been released uh like can say this is a little flow chart in the book, basically, you just keep going through the same thing over and over and over until you get to where you either have to stop because of time constraints or your body is saying, you know, that's enough for today. And it might be enough for several days, uh, but but at least for the time being. Uh, all right, let me ask if there's another chapter uh, motion we can release now.
0: And, John, while you're doing that, I'll just tell listeners that that particular uh, identification makes sense to me, too, My mother's mother was one of the leaders of the prohibition movement back in the 20s in this country. So it doesn't surprise me that she would have uh, been self-denial big time and probably always there was some degree of self-abuse that she felt as though she wasn't deserving. So that makes good sense to me as well.
2: Well, Robert, I've got some good news for you. body uh, if there's a trapped emotion related to this that we can release now and I got a no and then I ask if there was a hidden one that we could release now and I got a no
0: wow (laughs) that's great so
2: so that means as far as this particular session uh, that we are your body will not allow any more trapped emotions it doesn't necessarily mean there are none more related to this but it means that that's all you can release right, right now. Right
0: now, so we're done for uh,
2: today. And, but I, I have to do one or two things before we finish. The most important thing uh, is to ask you if your severity level is the same or or not, and it may be, and it may not be.
0: You know, i should say it would be uh, less, John. Uh, of course, we've been focusing on these other issues, but uh, no, no, it feels like it's now it's lifted. down to about four point nine. No, 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 less than that. Oh, let's say uh, two, two and a half, two point two three. About that.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, uh, here's something that you may not. Uh, uh, I want to make the listeners aware of is that. Just because something doesn't change doesn't mean that there aren't good things going on. Uh, for example, I had a lady who had an issue and she gave me a number of 10 plus. And when we were finished, it was 10 plus. A few days later, I got an email from her and I, I talked to her, and over the next few hours, Or certainly the next day, but I think it's mostly in the next three or four or five hours, it dropped to, in her words, below zero.
0: Wow. (laughs) She works at the extremes, doesn't she?
2: So sometimes, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, and it could go back up. I mean, you know, it's not due to necessarily uh, the things that you release, but there are other things that may still be uh, causing problems. My daughter was here. uh, you know, a couple weeks ago and uh, she had a knee problem. She sat off and off for a long time and it, it totally disappeared and I talked to her like a week later and it was still gone. So, yeah, it's probably gone. But, uh, you know, things can change. So, uh, one thing I want to do and this is quite important. Um, uh, basically, when you, a, tra- a trapped emotion is, for, for want of a better way of looking at it, kind of like a, Kind of like a ball of energy in the body and if you were to have surgery on the body if somebody were just to open you up and close you up and not do anything else you know you would take a certain amount of time to uh, recover from that experience of you know going through that surgery and uh, so here's what i usually tell people uh after and i if i'm doing it with someone uh by phone, uh, I will send it to them by email, and if, if I'm doing it in person, I'll hand them a sheet of paper. But here's what this processing quote unquote after an emotion code session is after an emotion code session, you must and I repeat, must adjust to the quote surgical removal of one or more trapped emotions. About 80% of the time, there will be no visible symptoms, about 20% of the time. Usually for no more than one to two days, you may, I repeat, may be more tired, and that's a common one, feel out of sorts, have vivid dreams, or experience emotional ups and downs. This is normal. Just drink a lot of water, you know, eat healthy foods, you know, get lots of rest and let your body heal itself. So that's all I want to say. Just like if you're recovering from uh, having the flu or something, there's a period where you have to you know, sometimes you get uh, a little bit worse before you get better. But most people have no uh, side effects, so quote-unquote, and they're only short-term. And usually when they do, they're uh, more in the area of uh, being more tired.
0: John O'Dyer, this has been a fascinating session for me. I have a postscript for you. When you went to the first release, you identified stubbornness and had a caveat. It doesn't always seem obvious that that would be applicable. Just before my father had to go into the Alzheimer's unit, he didn't have Alzheimer's, he was basically just unable to care for himself, I asked him the question, so, Dad, what do you remember about me as a child? And he paused for a couple of minutes. I didn't think he was going to actually answer. And he looked back at me and he said, well, you always got your way. (laughs) I thought to myself, wow. And I didn't really perceive that as, you know, myself as a child. But as I began to reflect, I realized, I think that's right. Uh, Stubbornness prevailed. (laughs) I was a little guy. Now, we focused on anxiety uh, and my specific issues over the alcoholism in my family. A person can also address a very specific physical symptom, too,
2: right? Uh, Absolutely.
0: So if a person has a tremor that's just been not able to be resolved, this is something they can focus on and say, okay, let's work on the tremor in my left leg or my right arm or wherever it might be or perhaps difficulty walking they can focus on that and then you could go through the same kind of uh sequence that we just went through with my
2: issue right i uh, i will mention that in the book the healing code uh in fact i'm uh looking at it now uh pretty close to the beginning of the book there is a chart of uh uh, uh he has a section called uh page 21, uh, at least of the, uh, the, the online book, I'm not sure about the other one, called Trapped Emotions and Disease, and he mentions that um, uh, uh, he, he has a list of, all the diff- uh, of a bunch of different conditions that he has. Oh, well, I'll just read it. On the following page is a list of conditions and diseases that my patients came to me with where trapped emotions appeared as a contributing factor and many times as the entire cause of the condition. And uh, I won't read them all, but, I mean, he's got acid reflux, ADD, allergies, blah, blah, blah. And then he's got Parkinson's disease listed in the list. I do not know what he did. I don't know the man, uh, but uh, obviously he, he had some success in some way with some person or persons with Parkinson's disease.
0: John, your workshop is described on the Summit website, which is www.summit.parkinson'srecovery.com.
2: At this point in time, I have uh, in the I'm in the process of getting my certification, and I have done everything I need to do. I just have to send them all of the sessions that I've done uh, on uh, 26 people and four animals, and uh, so in the uh, in the near future if somebody calls me uh when i'm not certified it's uh, it's not actually ethical for me to charge anybody anyway so uh you know if somebody wants to contact me and and we have some common time uh, i'll be happy to help somebody uh, at the workshop uh, uh for full disclosure my wife has parkinson's so at the workshop i'm going to try to to be able to uh, get to uh, a fair number of the uh the workshops with her, so she can learn uh, things that might help her. So, uh, I, even though I'll be doing some there, uh, up, what I what would be most more convenient, perhaps, uh, is to do some of these sessions in advance or afterwards, and that way, uh, you know, uh, we wouldn't have any uh, time constraints in that because, you know, like uh, often a session might take uh, maybe up to an hour or so and uh, you know there's just so many hours in the day at that workshop
0: just as we've done over the phone here today right how do people get in touch with you then to arrange just such an appointment
2: well they uh the easiest way probably i i'm I'm an email person but i uh, i'll give you both but uh my phone number it's my the contact information is on the parkinson's recovery uh, website which is summit.parkinson's recovery all one word without the apostrophe dot com and my phone number is uh, I live in Mississippi 228 875 7183 and uh, my website uh, I'll give you an easy website to remember it's not the one on healthnut zero one at gmail dot com healthnut01 at gmail.com so either one and I'll repeat my phone number it's 228-875-7183 and uh, because of my wife's situation I am really eager to try to help people with Parkinson's and learn more about it and uh, anyway that's that's my contact information Robert
0: John O'Dwyer, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do a session with me. I have obviously found this to be incredibly fascinating. I can't wait to tell Deborah all about it. And I look forward to seeing both you and Dorothy at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in February.
2: All right. Thank you, Robert.
0: I'm Robert Rogers, your host from Parkinson's Recovery. I am deeply indebted to John O'Dwyer for taking the time to do that individual session with me I talk with many, many people every week who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. Some of those individuals express a severe limitation of limited income or fixed income. Let me underscore, John O'Dwyer has put out an offer to do sessions for individuals at no cost. It's free. There's no side effects. It can obviously do no harm. And at the end of the interview, you heard me say I found it to be particularly interesting. I want to say it was truly fascinating. I really don't quite understand exactly how all of that can really work like it does, but it obviously unveils some results that are directly applicable. Let me encourage you to contact him and make your own appointment and see what happens with you if it is anything like what happened to me you will be dazzled and amazed and of course the wonderful part of it is when there's emotional release you feel a whole lot better and certainly less anxious. For more information about the Parkinson's Recovery Summit you can always go to the main website which is easy to remember it's parkinson'sRecovery.com.com. You'll see there a link not only to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit, but to the radio show and all of the other many programs and resources and websites that Parkinson's Recovery supports for individuals who are on the road to recovery. You can also always call the long-distance toll-free number, which is 877 Two six four six four six, and I am always available through email. That email address is Robert at you guessed it Parkinson's recovery.com. I look forward to seeing many of you at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February twenty first through twenty fourth. If you've already registered for the summit, let me also encourage you to make reservations at the hotel. You don't have to put any money down, but it would be important for you to put your name in. They have a limited number of rooms given the time span that will be there, so I know the hotel will fill up here probably within the next few weeks. So I'm Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery. This is the show to listen to if you are interested in exploring options that are helping individuals reverse the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show today with John O'Dwyer and hearing more about the emotion Court, that you are on the road to recovery. I look forward to connecting with you on our show next week. Good day.